This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> this is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. Back in the pub after the game... Uh, we thought the three points would have been in the bag. Bees went 1-0 ahead, and we were looking, well, not too bad for it, even though Shibori should have been three or four down at half-time. But hey-ho, bang-bang, bing-bosh-bash. Three goals from Derby in ten minutes. Next minute, we were out of it. Lost the game once again. We've let in about 140 goals in about two matches, and it's not looking too clever for the mighty, not-so-mighty Bees at the moment, is it? No, it's not It's not looking good at, at all. Um, we're just saying, I can't remember the last time I felt this disheartened, being a Brentford fan. Just There was no signs of encouragement, I didn't think, for that. I thought we were toothless, heartless, and just flat, really. I mean, look, first half, I mean, Derby, let's be honest, I mean, how many goals should they have been up in the first half? At least three or four. Um, I thought Button pulled off a couple of ama- you know, amazing saves to keep us in the game. Um, I think a, a team probably more on form than Derby would have punished us and we would have been... We would have and, been. and this is the thing that, I, guess, I mean, obviously you, you must have heard me, I was so confident we we're going to get the points today and maybe that's why I'm even more disappointed than most. But Derby came down with their tail between their legs. First 15 minutes they looked bright. They, obviously their, their, their boss said, listen, have a go at these lot because if you get a goal, then we'll have it because they're down in the dumps, we are. But after 15 minutes, they kind of shrunk back and we look like, okay, we can get back into this game. Nil or half time, we got the goal in the second half. We should have pushed on, but instead, we kind of sat back, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a fantastic solo effort from Judge. He won the ball. Um, you know, he was, he was in a position where he had no right to score, and I think probably their keeper should have done a bit better. And I thought we had the momentum behind us then, and we should have, we should have done better. But um, I'm just still, still a bit... <laughs> Still a bit shocked. I've just been given a flower by a Derby fan. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we should. Um, I'm just completely shocked. Uh, you know, I heard a lot of people saying they're, they're disappointed by the third goal. I think we had to push everyone up for that corner. Um, you know, I was al- almost resigned to the fact that when it was cleared off the line, uh, Bidwell's header, that we were going to concede that third goal, but. The, the second goal coming so quickly after the equaliser was was the sucker punch. I thought. I thought. I thought conceding that equaliser, we should have probably woken up and uh, you know defended better. But yeah, sh- just chatting with the bees fans here, and we're just saying that today. I mean, look, look. 
You know I was overly massively confident about the match today, just because I just thought if we're going to beat anybody, we're going to beat Derby. Fair enough, first 15 minutes they came at us, because they knew that the only way we're going to beat the Bees is to just come at them. But when it was nil all, after 15, 20 minutes, we came back in the game and we should have really had them. Goal in the second half, we went ahead. I mean, what, what happened? I mean, I, I don't know. Normally, we get a goal ahead and then we flip in absolutely rampage against these teams. We didn't today, did we? Well, let's, uh, let's try and start this on a, on, a, on a slight positive. I thought for the first half, we were under so much pressure. I thought our defence performed well to keep it a nil-nil at half-time. And that is quite a, quite a uh, well, it's a positive item to, to pick on. But you can't do that for 90 minutes. And we went one up. It was a bit of a, I'll be honest, I, I only saw half the goal in the corner of the eye. I was blocked. Very well it seemed taken. seemed like a very well taken, but a slightly freakish goal. But we got the leads. But then straight away again, we seemed to be under a bit, a bit of pressure. We're playing a counter-attack. And if, if we're defending that hard for that long, sooner or later, we're going to run out of energy and we're going to start conceding. So, I, listen, I sort of saw it coming. We conceded three in the last ten minutes. Doesn't, it's not really surprising. Because the amount of work the defence had to get through, eventually they're going to run out of breath. And with no support from the midfield for most of the game, it collapsed. And you can, one thing you can guarantee with this team at the moment is that they're going to concede three goals. Well, uh, the, I mean, listen, I mean, this, that, that's the worrying thing at the moment now. We are leaking goals like a proper relegation side now, aren't we? Hugely. And there's no... There's no um, Nothing on the horizon to, to suggest that we're going to score four in any game. So, or three. Or three. Or, or even two. two for that matter, yeah. So, with that in mind... One will be nice. We're in a show. One was good. Actually, yeah. Uh, it'll, be a, um, it'll be almost a positive on Tuesday if we only can see two. be a step forward. But one, uh, one thing that shouldn't happen today is there's a few people leaving the ground saying, oh, it's fine, fine margins in football. We get one off the line, they go and score at the other end. Don't let that cloud your vision. Three runs were a very fair result today. Could have been four or five, in my opinion. It's a lot of work to be done here. So post-match, got the Derby boy in the house. The boys and the girls in the house. Derby! Derby massive in the house! Oh, Yay! Yeah, yeah. You're already coming again, are you? Yeah, yeah, you go. Listen, listen. They, they can laugh or they can celebrate at the end of the day. Tell you something. You had no idea that the result can come out like this today, did you? No, I think we're 10 minutes to go, 1-0 down before it's not looking good for us. But listen, we kept going for it. You keep going for it, you'll get the result at the end of the day. And uh, to come back a difficult place like Brentford, uh, fair play to the players for once. It's interesting because the Bees fans were saying, like, you know, you probably didn't see it, but in the first half, you know, our goalkeeper pulled off a couple of really good saves. And to be fair, you should have been maybe two, uh, at least two up in the first half. Yeah, we should have been, but when your luck's not in it, when you're not one seven, that's what happens, you know? Uh, we perhaps should have done. Uh, obviously, it was the other end of us, but, you know, when your luck's down, it's down, you know? And it almost feels like the final score is a bit of what we've needed, you know? Maybe this is a turning point in our season now. And maybe it's a turning point. I mean, for Brentford, they went 1-0 up. Fantastic goal by Judge, solo goal. He thought, I need to take this on myself. Came out, took the ball, bang, back of the net. And from that point on, I mean, you said once we go one ahead, we're going to actually tear you to pieces. We should have torn you to pieces, shouldn't we? You should have done. I mean, the goal you scored was really good. It was a mistake by uh, Jamie Hanson, one of our young midfielders. Um, a great finish. Uh, I don't know how he got that in from that angle, I don't know, fair play. But, you know, you, when you're 1-0 down away from home at difficult ground like Griffin Park, you expect that you're going to lose. Um, we kept going. We kept going. 
character. Yeah, character. It's Dorsett's character. So you've got Gary. I mean, listen, I'm not going to say that the golf, I mean, obviously you spent big, you've got big players on your side, but at the end of the day, it's not necessarily about how much money you spent, it's about the heart and the, and the side. You've got a new manager, a caretaker manager, quite similar to what we did with Carsley. You brought your youth team man inside, who's, you know, he's done something, obviously, in the week, hasn't he? Of course it's, mate. When you come to a rainy Saturday afternoon at Griffin Park, 25, 30, 45, 50, 60 million, doesn't matter, it doesn't mean anything, you know, you have to play football. Um, you know, Darren Wassell, academy manager, um, bit of divide within the fans, if you like, not not because of who he is, but maybe because, because you know, he's not big enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More than that, but you know, if you've seen the scenes at the away in the away end after the whistle, the way the way that he came about celebrating with the fans, it, you know, it was something special. And you know, the 1800 that here would have seen that today, the, the, the pure passion, and you know, turning block for us maybe. So Derby, Derby fan in the house, um, I know, delighted that we met you. I mean, you've been here, I mean, you've got a train at 8 o'clock in the morning down at Covent Garden. So this is a big day out for you whatsoever, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. My first time on the terracing in four years as well. It was, I mean, I mean, this is like I said, Brentford, you were actually quite excited about coming down to Griffin Park today as well, weren't you? Yeah, and I'm even more buzzing now we've won. First, first win in two months. It was it? first, and you weren't confident of getting a result today. I mean, what turned it around for you and Derby today? I don't know, I think we're just getting some confidence, and I think in the away games, the fans are always behind them, where at home, you get, you get the more negative fans at home at the away days, the, the dedicated fans, and obviously being behind the goal in that second half helped us a lot. Listen, you've got the new manager, you've got Wassel, he's in, just, 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 you know, as a caretaker and stuff. So pressure was on him a bit today, but to be fair, he pulled, a, he pulled a, the cat out of the bag today, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think it's about manager, I think it's about the team, I think it's about confidence. And it doesn't matter who takes over, the team have got to be confident in the way they play. No manager's going to change that, only the team. And so today, Brentford, I mean, did you see anything there for Brentford, or do you think they were so-so? No, I, I thought it, I thought it um, two one up. Brentford were going to get an equaliser, and I thought we were very lucky to win. Didn't think we deserved it as such. I thought a draw would have been a fair result, but I'm not. I'm not going to diss the three one. So uh, Derby come down. Derby took the points. Derby gone home. Derby completely confused as to how they got those points, aren't they? Um, I, I guess they are. Uh, I. I the thing is, though, I don't think we should kid ourselves. The first half, we were poor and could easily have been already out of the game by half-time. Uh, we sort of had 20 minutes in the second half where we weren't too bad. Um, we got the goal. And, um, and then I just thought that, to be honest, we just ended up so deep. And for me, that it was... I would argue the substitution... I think there's a lot of arguments both substitutions. But my, for me, um, Vibe came off. Jurison came on, he stood around and he and he literally was standing around watching stuff um, when Vibert kept their centre-backs relatively busy, if not in an attacking way, but at least you know, had kept them on their toes and then suddenly we just seemed to implode and uh, you know, I, you, you do sort of start defending from the front and that's what we failed to do um, literally from the minute that substitution was made. And, and, and the thing is, I mean, a lot of people have talked about this and the fact that, say that we sat back, but you know, we went one ahead, but like I said, normally we, we push on from that. We certainly didn't push on today, did we? Well, my suspicion was that actually the substitutions were made in an effort to push on. So the idea was you bring Jurison on, he gives you a bit of pace, and then you can sort of play balls up for him to run onto. But, but then what we suddenly lost was that sort of, you know, that energy that Viva was given, where he was, you know, 
you know, making these runs, taking players out. He was challenging players. And suddenly everything got so compressed. There was one point just before the goal where we literally had a line of nine players across the pitch. And there was no, there was no sign of a defence versus midfield. Everybody was just in one long line with Jurison just sort of, you know, another 30, 40 yards up the pitch, it seemed. And, and we just invited it all onto us. So you, is, is it the players? You're blaming the players? I mean, what is it? Is it, are we just not good enough? Is it, you know, what, what is it? Have we got no confidence? I've got, I've got no, I've, I'm out of ideas here. Uh, I think confidence plays a big, play in the, I think actually there's two teams with no confidence today. Yeah, but we were one nil up. Like but we were one nil up. And when you got one nil up, in fact, when we went one nil up, everyone was going, oh my God, how different we look. We're playing with a bit so, of confidence. So what happened was we started playing with a bit of confidence and then suddenly Derby looked like the team with no confidence. Three good substitutions by Derby though. Um, and there's a whole nother sub story here where, you know, which I don't want to get into now, but suddenly Derby go back to the way they've been playing, I think most of the season, look like a half decent side. Um, so there's another sub story there, but there was, but it was two teams with no confidence. And, and the thing is, you start getting a bit of confidence, but just, I don't know, it was, I think, the substitutions, and suddenly everything sort of, you know, imploded, and we just started defending, you know, literally in a straight line. So, um, where do we go from here, mate? We've got Wolves, we've got Rotherham, we've got a really rubbish Charlton coming up. I mean, are we, we going to get any points? The problem we got, this is the problem now, is that we will not out, we're not going to batter our way out of this. The only way we're going to get out of this is by playing our way out of it. It's difficult, though, to play your way out of it when you're, when you're, when you, when you're lacking confidence. So, you know, we're in a bit of a downward spiral at the moment. And it's very difficult because, you know, we, we have got, obviously, we've got the beating of teams like Rotherham and Charlton, but if we end up in a battle and they, and they start fancying it, we are going to struggle. Got Ram in the house here. Again, another Ram who was absolutely despondent before the game, thought you would get nothing out of this one. So you are a surprise Ram, aren't you? Billy, I was heartbroken before the game. Don't know what happened to my club. Three points, suddenly changes all that. Look at me, I've got a smile on my face, drink in my hand, I'm bouncing. You're bouncing, but explain to me, I mean, the thing about it is that, I mean, you play half-decent football, but still, are you on a struggle zone, or do you think that you've, you're going to pull out of it? We're on a struggle zone. One, one win in all year, apart from Hartlepool in the cup, doesn't mean we've turned the corner. It's confidence based. This, this squad is showing they need confidence. Right, your players showed this seat today. You went one nil up. You had a bit of confidence. You were knocking her about. McKen what's his name? The Josh McKellen, the other ginger guy, the guy up front didn't stop running. Um, but, 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 okay, but you say that because we're moaning about that. We've gone one nil up. We're knocking it about. So how the hell do we lose three one? But, the, but then you sat back. Suddenly you started sitting back, and we we just started going and going. So I think before the second goal. We had an attack, it fell back, our centre-back was in your arm. So the question I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to say this, is you're watching the game, it's still, we sat back, Brentford don't sit back, we go 1-0 up, we normally go for a second goal. What's, what's, what's going on with our side now? Are, are we playing, changing our tactics? Are we changing our style? Are we going safer? Did you, I don't know, did you guys think 1-0, we'll see it out, Derby, I'm going to give enough of enough this, or did you... Thing is, it was too early to panic because it wasn't like we were throwing, throwing attacks, attacks, quality attacks. It was slow football, but I'm not going to argue. Three-one was it? Three-one game never was. No, it wasn't. No. I mean, 
I mean, before our goal, before Incy went on that run, could have been 2 all, and we'd be sitting here thinking, oh, what could have been? 3-1, Derby fans are buzzing. We're talking about we're five points off the top of the league again. Positivity's back. The Rams are going up. The Rams are going up. I don't, I don't take it that far, Pav. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. I've had a, um, yeah. I've had a few Jaeger bombs now. <laughs> so, post-mortem in the pub after the game. A couple of pints of pride has helped us to actually kind of chill a little bit and think about how things have gone down today. Because, to be quite honest with you, I've been frustrated. I thought we should have won today. Bang on. I've been with the Derby lads and lasses since 10 o'clock this morning. Great bunch. Covent Garden, wherever else I go to. Touristy bit Covent Garden. At the Dragon to West London. The best part of London. And uh, But they had no confidence about them winning because they said they were rubbish. But they got three points and they scored three goals against us. We've had teams scoring three and four goals every week against us. Something is not right, is it? No, something isn't right. We, we, we did talk about this quite a bit in the, the midweek podcast. Um, I think uh, I think we took you know some people took Derby too lightly. Yeah, they're in a stinky form, but um, they, they proved today that they they do create a lot of chances. They didn't take they didn't take any in the first half. If they had done so, we would have been on a, at the end of a proper drubbing today. Um, we scored um, probably from one of our one of our two chances, really, or two or three that were already on target. Judgy, um, without Judge, we uh, we'd be in all kinds of problems. I think without being too gloomy, it's very difficult not to be. Though we got what we deserved today. We didn't create enough. Um, we we sat back and let them attack us in the second half, um, and you know. You're gonna do when, when when your defence isn't as watertight as it should be. You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get found out. We re, we really need a reaction from this. What we ha- luckily we are at home on Tuesday night. Wolves come to Griffin Park. We we have to demand a reaction. Um, you know, it's, it's not it, it, look, it ain't, it's no crisis. Luckily, we've we've got two or three wins um, under our belts that are gonna keep us away from the nasty end. But you know, it, as again we said during the week, we should be we should be expecting a little bit more than this. I'm not demand not demanding promotion, Bill. We should be we shouldn't be. This looks a sh- performances, mate. This looks a shell of the of the side that we were watching two two or three weeks ago. You know, or four or three, or four or weeks month, ago. A month and a bit. You know, yeah. I, I've said all season. I don't mind Brentford losing if they lose trying to win, or, or they've created loads of chances, or they look great. You know, this is a really tough division. Um, but we we didn't look like a championship team today, and a lot a lot of that a lot of that. Well, that is worrying. The fact that we're saying that we didn't look like a championship team. I mean, we're talking about you know. We need a reaction. We've been saying we need a reaction for a few weeks. We lose 3-1 against Burnley. We want a reaction. We lose 3-0 against Brighton. We want a reaction. I mean, how many times we lose 4 was it 4-0? I can't even remember the score last week. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Against Sheffield Wednesday, we want a reaction. I'm not being funny, mate. This is not good in our books. This is like, and as some Brentford fans said earlier, I've not felt this low in a long time. The buzz is gone. You know, a lot of fans on the terraces, a lot of people saying a lot of things at the moment now that they haven't said for three or four seasons, right? 
and there's something that is happening or not happening with our team and with our side which needs to be fixed. No, you're spot on. We, we, need to, we need to be philosophical about it. We need, to, we need to be thoughtful about what we're saying. We can't just come away going, oh, he's shit, he's crap, he's but no, and just ran. We need to work it out what it is that's not working and, and address I, I it. I can't, I can't work well, it out myself. All I know is that the vibe is missing. The vibe is when you go that one down, and we've said this for weeks, we don't seem to have the passion to come back, which for me is not about your players, it's about something going on within the side. It's having a vibe within the side. Whereas we've seen teams who are average, but what they do is that they've got a fight in them, they've got a, a passion, they've got, and we seem to be lacking that. Yeah, we've we stopped being dangerous. You know, we, we, we still play pretty football, we, still, we are still technically very good, um, but you know, we, we leak goal, our defence isn't strong enough. Um, David Button today, I don't know if anyone said this, but my God, they, all those players that need to go and buy him a beer. Um, he, he's, he was the difference today between us losing 5-1 and, uh, and it being a free one. Well, good. I mean, if people are talking about, you know, tombs going and judge and there's nothing ever, but, you know, it's David Button that we should be worried about. I mean, I know he hasn't signed a new contract and he's like, I'm not being funny, but he like, he's, a, he's a linchpin for us. I'd, I'd struggle. I struggle to be that confident that we wouldn't lose heavily every week without him. You know, he, he, he pulls. He pulls off two or three very good saves every week. I know all goalkeepers do. That's their job. But he today he kept us in contention. He gave us a chance to go one nil up. So look, listen. It's it's Saturday night. As we say, these podcasts are done from the pub, full of passion. You know, we've talked to Derby fans straight afterwards. They're happy and they're jumping. You know, they may look back at it tomorrow and have different thoughts. Brentford fans as well. We may look at it tomorrow. But this is our thought immediately after the game. We're not happy. We think that there's a lot of fixing to be done. We think, if anything, maybe we may have gone backwards within the last two or three months. Oh, we certainly have. But undoubtedly we've gone backwards. You know, you, you can't take... We said, again, we've said it in the podcast midweek. You can't keep losing good players and not replace them and it not have an effect eventually. You know, yeah, we, we, you, have to, you have to bring players in of, of equal quality, otherwise you're going to get worse. And, and, and interesting, I mean, we got a note back saying that, you know, there's a few players that we're looking for, but the price of these players was probably three or four times over what their value should be, especially in the summer. So, you know, Brentford were in a situation where maybe they couldn't make a move. Again, don't shoot the messenger, this is what we've heard. So we're in a bit of a weird situation where maybe the club has thought, tell you something, rather than a spunking money to try and kind of like, you know, try not save our season now, which we might not get anywhere, we're going to go for it in the summer. Now, all we're saying, we've said this before, the pressure is on in the summer. We need to get these players in. These players need to come in in the summer. We need to actually do whatever we need to do to get them in. Because it's all right saying we couldn't get them in January. That's fine. But we need to get them in, 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 in June. But the, you know, the thing is, we can't change the fact that there are two transfer windows. You can't say that you know, the one that we want to do business is, is the one in the summer. The one we don't want to do buying business is the one in the winter. Um, because... You know, it's almost like if, if I'm not saying Brentford had any um, real choice in some of these transfers. If the players want to go, they want to go. And you know, the Taki, for example, we know all the trials and tribulations that surrounded that deal. He had to go, and we had, and we had to, because he wanted to, and we had to get the best money for him. But 
again, we got a premium because it was in the January transfer window. Sometimes you might have to pay a little bit more in the January transfer window because you've got a little bit more in the January transfer window. You know, we, whether we're learning or not as we go along, but you know, the season is a, is a, is a write-off from here on in, um, and, we're, and we're, we are looking over our shoulders, and that is that's worrying. And I, I, I it's not that it's not that I didn't didn't expect us to ever struggle in the, at this level, but things could and should have been a little bit easier for us than they are. Should have been a little bit easier, but listen, we're going to just cut this short now. A lot of Beast fans despondent. Derby fans have been jumping and they've been all bouncing more to the point because if they don't bounce, you're a red apparently. We're Brentford, we're red. We're not bouncing at all, but it doesn't mean anything. Listen, we're Brentford. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. People were very happy that we gave you a little note of the uh, Ipswich tickets for nine quid, which are on. A few people messaged us saying thank you very much for that note. Ipswich tickets for £9 on Abello trains. And also, just to let you know, if you go for the end of season party, Huddersfield is also on as well. Relatively cheap. Don't forget, it's a 12.30 kickoff, so you need to get a train at sort of 7 or 8 in the morning to go up to Huddersfield. Try and get that... Go on, try and get the train to Leeds, because it's cheap to get to Leeds. You can get a little return from Leeds easily. But the train tickets are, I don't know, maybe about 10 quid each way with a rail card at the moment now. So you do that. We'll have an end-of-season party, because we're Brentford loyal fans. We still travel, despite how they're doing anyway. But listen, we're the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Please subscribe to us. Thank you very much for listening to us. And uh, at the end of the day, listen, we've got Wolves on Tuesday. We've got Rotherham on Saturday. We'll see what we can do. You know, Brentford fans will be here forever. We'll Come say, on, Come you, on you bees! Well, away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.